primary focus of Tisha B'Av, of course, is the destruction of the temples and God's absence. But within the keynote that are recited on Tisha B'Av, we don't limit ourselves to discussions of the temple. Not at all. Within the keynote, we seize Tisha B'Av as an opportunity to reflect on other ways in which God is distant, other things that have happened in our past, which made it much more difficult to connect to God. One of the famous keynote, not written by Kalir, the first whole set of keynote are Kalir's, but there is a kinah, a medieval kinah, later kinah, Arzei Haravanon Adirei HaTorah Barei Tresin B'Mishnah Vigamara. This kinah is known colloquially as the kinah of the Ten Martyrs, Asurah Rugei Malchut, and describes in some detail the death of these ten saintly teachers, murdered in one form or another. The truth of the matter is they weren't all murdered at the same time. This took place over generations, but in the poem, the death of the ten martyrs is described as if it's happening one after the other. Isaiah Vanon, a description of the death of these ten martyrs, has a parallel poem that we are reciting on Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, we also, in the Musaf service of Yom Kippur, are describing the death of the martyrs. And it's interesting to reflect upon the differences between what we say on Yom Kippur, ten martyrs on the, in the Yom Kippur service, and the story of the ten martyrs that's part of the keynote on Tisha B'Av. I'll mention several of the differences between the two stories, and that actually the two different versions serve two different purposes. In the Yom Kippur version, it begins with the fact that the ruler calls Israel to justice because of the sale of Joseph. The ten brothers sold Joseph into slavery. Now, the truth of the matter is that in the Torah, one can read it not as they actually sold him into slavery, but they caused his sale. That's not relevant. The way the poem describes it, they are responsible in any event, one way or the other, responsible for kidnapping, kidnapping and selling, which in the Torah is a capital crime. And that's how the version of the Ten Martyrs that's recited in Yom, on Yom Kippur, in the Musaf of Yom Kippur, he asked the question to the leading scholars, to the great rabbis, what is the law if one kidnaps and sells? And they all say, the Torah says, it's a capital offense. Well, the ten brothers who sold Joseph are not around anymore. So therefore, says the ruler, I hold you responsible. Now that's not present in the Tisha B'Av elegy. There's no reference to the sale of Joseph, the accountability that is upon all of Israel, but in particular the leaders of Israel who are the ten great scholars, the Asar HaRugei Malchut. That's different. A second interesting difference between the two versions is that in the Yom Kippur service, the description is that they hear a decree has been issued against these ten martyrs, and they want to find out whether or not this has divine approval or not. So in the Yom Kippur service, 
Rabbi Yishmael Kohen Gadol, the high priest Rabbi Yishmael, he purifies himself and he ascends to heaven and he sees someone standing wearing the clothing, angelic clothing and he's informed accept the decree I've heard from behind the curtain, the divine curtain, that with this you are to be judged. Very striking, actually, that the person whom he speaks to is Levush Habadim. Because we know that on Yom Kippur, the Torah says that the high priest on Yom Kippur who does the service in the Holy of Holies, he wears special clothing. Midobad. Midobad. Simple clothing. And we know that the temple is divided into different sections. In the desert, it was divided by curtains. Here, too, the angelic figure has heard from behind the curtains. Rabbi Shmuel descends from heaven, informs the others, and Rabbi Shmuel is the high priest. Shimon ben Gamliel is the, the prince the leading scholar. And then the question is, who was the first to die? Each one wants to die first, it says. They don't want to see the other one's death. So they they cast a lot. They have a lottery, a goral. And the goral falls on one. Now, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, he's the one upon whom the goral falls. And the Goral is mentioned here as well in the Tishabov elegy, but there's certainly not the same focus. On Yom Kippur, of course, the service of Yom Kippur, one of the central pieces of the service is that two goats stand up before God. One of the two goats will be slaughtered, and the blood is brought into the Holy of Holies. The other is the scapegoat, that bears the sins of Israel into the desert. They are chosen by means of lottery, Goralot. So on Yom Kippur, the focus is on the Goral. The lot in the story of the Ten Martyrs is not the scapegoat versus the one brought in the Holy of Holies. The lot is who is to die first. Is it the high priest? Is it the chief scholar, because on Yom Kippur, on Yom Kippur, the death of the martyrs has a different function. On Yom Kippur, the death of the martyrs is about the sacrificial service. They are sacrifices. It's interesting that this theme of the death of the righteous atoning, the death of the righteous being seen as a kind of sacrifice, probably for Christological reasons, the Jewish people have moved away for the most part, from that thought. But the idea of it is firmly embedded in Jewish tradition, without question. And on Yom Kippur, we turn to God and say that, and it's specifically in the Musaf service of Yom Kippur, in which we, we reenact the service of the high priest. It's one of those few examples we have in our tradition where we actually reenact a service. Not just say words, we reenact it. The only other place that happens, I think, perhaps, is on Hoshana Rabbah. We walk around with the Lulav, with the Arava, 
reenacting the temple service. So on Yom Kippur, which is all about atonement and forgiveness and the sacrificial service which we reenact, so Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, Rabbi Shmuel Kohen Gadol, the high priest, they themselves become a kind of sacrifice. On Tisha B'Av is very different. On Tisha B'Av, it's not about atonement so much. On Tisha B'Av, it's about loss. The death of the martyrs, the death of these teachers, which is what they are, they were our connection to God, much as the temple is a connection to God. And in fact, the temple in the Torah, and we shouldn't forget this, the Mishkan in the book of Exodus, is the place from which God speaks. God continues to teach. God continues to speak from the Mishkan. Nachmanides, famous statement of Nachmanides, sees the Mishkan as an extension of the receiving of the Torah. God speaks at Sinai once, but God continues to speak afterwards. And one could say that after we enter the land, God no longer speaks so much from the Mishkan. But God speaks through the interpreters of Torah. We have an interpretive tradition, and the thinking is that God continues to command, God continues to interact, but requires an act of interpretation. These were our interpreters, and as such, these are our connection to God and to God's word. So on Tisha B'Av, it's all about the loss. The temple is destroyed, but the death of the martyrs, the death of our teachers, is not that different from the destruction of the temple. So it's interesting, we have, of course, on the two great fast days of the year, Yom Kippur and Tisha B'Av, similar in many respects, but also quite different. And one of the things that connects them is this custom, is this practice of reciting the elegy of the Ten Martyrs, but to very different effect. It's interesting that on Yom Kippur, in the classical service of Yom Kippur, there are penitential prayers in all of the five services of Yom Kippur. The death of the martyrs can be seen as part of the penitential service, as part of the Srichot service. Tisha B'Av is different. Tisha B'Av is about mourning. Yom Kippur is not a day of mourning. Yom Kippur is a happy day. The Mishra says it's one of the happiest days of the year. And the Talmud comments, the Mara comments, of course, a day of forgiveness. But Tisha B'Av is a day of mourning. And the death of these teachers is part and parcel and a central part of the process of mourning, of the process of reflection. So the keynote have turned Tisha B'Av into a general day of reflecting where we are, where is the divine, what has been lost, of course, with the hope that we can begin to think about how we make the reconnections, how we can move from Tisha B'Av to Yom Kippur.